bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Is Tory Lowe deaf? He be listening to it loud up in here. He want the real deal. That's because they higher energy. Rolling. Rocking. So, first of all, thanks, Tory, for uh, holding it down. And... I had an interesting conversation with someone I consider a friend the other day. He said he listens to the show all the time. And he made a statement about what what I was talking about at the time as it relates to success. And so he asked me a question about whether or not um Well, he asked me whether or not I thought he was successful. And I thought about it. But then rather than tell you the answer that I gave him. I started to think about the fact that is there actually. A definition for the black community, is there a definition for success. In the black community. I've often wondered that because we call people successful, but then many times when we look at their lives in comparison, I don't know. 
if we can actually call some people successful. I'm just saying. I I mean, I believe they're successful. I believe that people can be successful in their own way. But is there an actual definition of success in our community? And so the conversation I had with, it was, it was a black male. And he did question whether or not he was successful in his own life. He was wondering whether or not he was successful. And so he asked me, he said, do you consider me successful? But as I thought of it, instead of answering the question, it, it, it generated more questions for me. So, number one, is success the same for black people and white people? Like, are the, are the tenets of success, are the bullet points of success, are the things that make black people successful the same for white people and vice versa? I've often wondered about that because we've had to conform so much. Or was it that our bar was so low? You know, sometimes I would do things and, you know, white people would be so enamored at how great it was. And I'd I'd be like, what are you talking about? This is like basic. Are you kidding me? Until I realized there was so much low expectation for black people that. Basically, if you show up, you won. But then there was number two. What are the components that actually make up success for you? If you consider yourself successful, if you consider yourself successful, what are the components that make up success for you? And then what is the number The number one hindrance of personal success. And then finally, if you don't believe you're successful, like, why not? Why don't you believe you're successful? So having this conversation about success and someone believing that they weren't successful, a person that I clearly see success, saw him successful, I saw him work. He was successful in his work. I look at that person as being extremely successful. But then the questions, is success the same for black and white people? What are the components that make up success for you? Not for everybody, because you can't do things that you don't have skills that other people have. But looking on the other side of the same coin, what is the number one hindrance of personal success. And if you don't believe you're successful, why not? But then it brought back a statement, a comment, an observation by Oliver Wendell Holmes. And it's one of the fears I have about dying incomplete. 
about not getting stuff done that you want to do, not emptying your bucket list. Oliver Wendell Holmes said many people die with their music still in them. Why is it so? Too often it's because they're always getting ready to live. They know it. Time runs out. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017TheTruth.com. I wish I wish that I was bulletproof, bulletproof. I wish I wish that I was bulletproof, bulletproof. I'm tripping on my words and my patience riding every You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Uh, we're getting word of some rumblings that are going on at one of our local high schools so we're going to be having our um 620 wtmj breaking news center look into it um school on the north side of milwaukee and once we get that verified we've got a parent that's actually sending us information once we get that information verified we will get something out to you as soon as we can uh Talking text line says when a person realizes that you are not the only person on this planet and willing to do what it takes to help others. Okay. Mike from Mill Road said, I mean, it's the same, but less whites are pressured to carry the entire family. The ones that are not immediate. So, if you have any thoughts about this, 833-212-1017 is the number because there's a mindset that's going on in the black community that I believe is holding us back because of things we think we can't do. And the reason I say that is because I myself have done things that have actually self-sabotaged and made me not be the best person that I can be because I was afraid. I was afraid. I was afraid to be truthful with myself. I was afraid to be truthful with other people because of the backlash, the pushback, the screaming, the holler, you know, all that stuff that we think is going to happen is going to be really mean and bad with, then it turns out that it's really not. Mike from Milrose said, it's the same, but less whites are pressured to carry the entire family. But to me, success lies in the effort if one is trying to be better or do better then that one is successful. And he said, definitely a fear of dying incomplete. Wow. And I think that's what's in most black men. Most black men fail to live up to their own personal potential, even though other people around them think they are some of the most successful people in the world. 
those three things that you will always have in your life, pain, uncertainty, and constant work. Uncertainty has stopped me from doing a lot of things in life, the fear. Fortunately, I'm at an age now where I don't really care. I'm going to get it done. And all the distractions that I'm fighting for, all the distractions that I'm fighting against, I just have to, as they say, buck it up, suck it up, and work it up. Because that's, 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 all, that's all you can do. There's constant work. That, that, that's all you can do. But I have a bucket list, and there are just some things in that list I have to get done. There are some things I have to, by a certain age, it's done. And so people always, why are you so busy? Why are you always working? Because there are things that I have to get done. They're not, they're not commiserate. Is that the right word? They're not reliant on whether or not you think I'm doing something right. 833-212-1017 is the number. What is your idea of personal success for you? Not if you look at somebody else and say that person's successful because for you, what is success? Mr. Madi said, brown race is blessed. I don't want other race issues. Like what? Like, like what, are, what are quote unquote white issues versus black issues? Some things blend. I had an interesting conversation with a friend of mine last night. And we talked about black on black crime. And he said, isn't crime crime? And I'm like, no, there's certain crimes that are indigenous to certain cultures and certain socioeconomic levels. And for you to assume that crime occurs because people are poor is only partially correct. There are, there are myriad things that cause crime and you can't just remove race and say, Oh, socioeconomic. No, Like there has to be something else there because poor whites don't kill poor whites. But we're then making the assumption that blacks that kill each other are poor and that may not necessarily be true. It's 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 a lot. But I'm interested in what it is you believe makes you successful. And then if you're open enough. Share why. You're not successful. 833-212-1017 is the number. Mr. Matthews said, first of all, if you're questioning whether or not you're not successful, you're not. Not true. Not true. But that's me. Well, no, no, no. Let, Let me not negate what you're saying. Let me say what I'm saying. If you're questioning whether or not you're successful, you're not. I believe that there's uncertainty in everyone's life and people deal with uncertainty in different ways. One of those ways is to look at yourself to realize and believe you're not successful when in fact you are. But I understand your point of, I guess it's, it's equal to the saying, if you think you are, and if you think you're not, you're right. And then second, success is defined by your stage in life, depending on your age. Uh, Yeah, 
I'm with that. I'm with that. The the I think the issue is people equate more money with being successful. And I've seen it ruin people's lives. So Makes some good points, Mr. Matthews. Eventually, you should have a life-sustaining income and education that will allow you to sustain those you care about. That is how success is measured. I would only add the caveat, that is how success is measured for you. Some people measure success by not having children, not being married, keeping all their money to themselves. I mean, it's just, I guess you would call that selfishness or selfish success. Mike from Mill Road added, white guilt is real, I guess. Well, do you really care about white guilt? I mean, do we really care that white people felt guilty because of George Floyd? The fact that it took you watching a black man die to think, hmm, maybe we should change the way we think and do things. Really? Now, we had been telling you we had been dying all along, and it was no big deal. It gets put on video and gets streamed around the world. Now, all of a sudden, I think we should support black people. The people that came out and said, I support black people because of George Floyd, I was done. I was like, all you're going to do is stop once this wears off. And as you can see, by the looks of things, it's starting to wear off. But my idea of success for me is different from yours. Okay, now people are just being silly. Or or are you? Are you being silly for one four seven three two? Mr. Badi said, what, what makes me successful is minding my own business. Six months out the year and six months leave others' business alone. I'm in good health. Health is wealth. So blessed. Okay. Mr. 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 Matthew said, oh, my God. Doctor can't agree with the majority of my points. It must be anything can happen day. Hey. Do me a favor and block Mr. Matthews from now. Boop. Okay, done. Get out of here. No, we're not going to block you. But no, it, it's it's not that I agree. It, it's not that I agree. Um, I'm I'm saying that it's different for everybody, and I think that's something we have to respect. That if you are content and you are happy, that can be construed as successful, just like being a billionaire. Just like graduating from high school. It's when we gather all the knowledge, we gather all the education, we gather all the money, and then we hoard it. But what good are you? I'm talking about helping your family. It doesn't necessarily have to be helping everybody else. Just help if everybody took the time to help their immediate family, everybody would be okay. 833-212-1017 is the number. Mike from Milrose said, what if you are married to a white? Should you assume their problems too? I don't even know what that means. 
Explain that one to me, Mike, from Mill Road. I I don't understand what that means. Are you are you asking does marriage change the complexity of how you deal with the world? Sure. Does interracial marriage change it? Sure. Intercultural marriage changes it too, right? Black and African, um, white and African, black and Hispanic or Asian. I mean, all of those things play a part. But I think the, 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 the outcome is whether or not the two of you are okay with it. The rest of the world can just hate you. But if the two of you are okay with it, nothing else matters. Like, I don't believe in Tina Turner. One of the worst songs I've ever heard in my entire life that I think ruined at least half a generation was, was Tina Turner's What's Love Got to Do With It. What's Love But a Secondhand Emotion. And people sung that song happily. Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? If you don't embrace pain, you will never grow. If you avoid pain, you will never, ever grow. You will struggle and you'll wonder why every little thing in the world hurts you. Before we go to break, Mike from Mill Road said, yes, does marriage change it, especially if you're the man in a, in a, if a black man is married to a white woman? Well, one, I can't answer that question because I'm not. Two, you tell me. I wonder. Your thoughts, give me a call. 833-212-1017 is the number. News? Nope. We had that at the top of the hour. No more news. I guess Carrie Noni or Mel will be back at the top of the hour. I guess this time we get traffic, weather, and Maybe a little sports coming up next. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Before the break, we were talking about what success really, really, really looks like to you. What does success look like to you? Your personal success. Because we're really good at reading what other people say, but we're not really kind of good at doing our own. Um want to remind you, 1017 The Truth will be live on February 24th from 4 to 6 p.m. During whose show? Me, Dr. Ken. Um, 
from the Concordia Robert W. Plaster Collaboratorium. So I'll be hosting my show uh, with a series called Economics, Politics, and Philosophy on the Bluff. That's a speaker series that comes to Concordia every single spring. And this spring um, on my show, I'll be talking to Dr. Rachel Ferguson from Concordia University, Chicago, author of Black Liberation Through the Marketplace. Also, we'll be uh, on February 22nd, a couple of days prior. There's a phenomenal Zoom webinar at 6 p.m. where John Stossel will present Freedom and His Enemies, best known for his career as a host on ABC News, Fox Business Network, and Reason TV, John Stossel talks about freedom. If you want to register for any of this, go to thetruth.eventbrite.com. We've, we're taking a live audience uh, there at Concordia um, in Mequon, and you'll be able to really talk to Dr. Rachel Ferguson, along with our very own teammate, Jason Fields, and Van Mobley, professor of economics at Concordia University, Wisconsin. So it ought to be a pretty good conversation because we're really going to be talking about how we can use the marketplace to liberate black people, how money can make us whole again. So we'll see. Make sure you check it out. If not, you'll be able to listen to it right here on the new 101 Truth, the Truth app in 101.7.com. Right? 1017thetruth.com. 101111111. All right. So I'll be reminding you of that. Again, also coming up uh, Friday, um, I had some black trivia. I'll be giving away three Black History Prize packs from the new 1017 The Truth. So um, for Black History Month, we'll be giving away prize packs. And I already told you some of the questions. So in the five o'clock hour, I'll be telling you some of the questions we'll be talking about uh, on the 17th. And you'll be able to. T- to call in. I've got about 30 questions that we've gone through one, two, three, four, about four of the questions. And so basically you just need to be on hold. I'll ask you, you'll have five seconds. Um, do we have a five second buzzer? We have to get a countdown buzzer, five seconds, five, four, three, three, and then you have to answer. And if you don't, Oh, well, we go to the next person. But when we go to the next person, we go to a new question. That question might come back up. Later. But I think we have enough questions where the same question will never come up twice. But I won't say never because we know how that goes. Questions like um, seamstress, librarian, and nurse. Which one of these was Rosa Parks' occupation at the time of her historic bus incident? And, of course, the answer was department store seamstress. Um we also asked the question, who was the first African-American Nobel Peace Prize winner receiving the honor in 1950? And everybody said, Martin Luther King. And I said, wrong. It was Ralph Bunch, Senator Ralph Bunch. He received the Nobel Peace Prize for his efforts as a mediator between Arabs and Jews in the Israeli-Arab War from 1948 to 1949. It was a one-year war. And then I asked the question that I think every single black person, anybody who purports to say they're black, should know the answer to this question. Who was the first African-American to win an Academy Award? Do you know who it was? 
Why not? You didn't learn that in school? Wow. You went to Ronald Reagan, didn't you? You don't care about black history? Okay, we're done. We're shutting down the show. We're no. What 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 do you mean you don't care about it? Like What kind of human being are you? You don't like actors and actresses? Just cuz you're into just cuz you're good at music doesn't mean you have to poo-poo people who act. Who act. And that's the argument that I used from somebody. I actually used what you said about I don't really care about acting. It's not that you don't care about acting. It's that that is not important to you. Who won best back in 18, 19. Like there are so many contemporary things that are of interest that when we talk about black history, we should be talking about when people that are in their twenties were younger. I am literally hearing the exact same stuff about black history month that I learned when I was little because they were old when I was little. We're still learning about Christmas addicts. Why? I mean, I get the fact that he was the first person killed in the Revolutionary War. I got it. But am I going to learn anything from the fact that Hattie McDaniel was the first black person to win an Academy Award? Does anybody know who the second black person was? Sidney Portier. In like the 1960s, it only took another, I don't know, 30 years, some odd years. And so we have to upgrade African-American history. Next year, um, I guess I'm going to have to do the research myself and make it so that it's within the last 20 years. Well, when you think history DJ Brother Z, when you think history, how far back do you think? Like if, if something for you was historical. 1908? Okay. What about 1970? Like do you think of 9-11 as, as a historical event? You think of it as a contemporary event? It happened within the last 50. Okay, so outside of 50 years. So subtract 50 from 2023, and you can rock that as history, as as being historical. Okay. Well, I guess I'm going to have to go back and get, get some black history trivia. And so how far back from 50 do I go? Like when you start to say you don't care. Another 50? 100 years and a hundred years. So from 1923 and then forward 50 years to 1973 would be considered historical. Okay. I can work with that. It's going to be a lot of research to actually try to find questions. Well, a lot of stuff happened between 1923 and 1973. Who said you couldn't learn from a millennial? I never said that. But no, I'm just kidding. That's that's the type of thing that we have to start to look at. Those those are the types of things that we have to start to understand that um, history takes on a different light. That's good information. 
Hey, by the way, tune in to the award-winning 101.7 The Truth this Saturday at 11 o'clock for our new show, More Than a Movement, powered by Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin. Carrie Noni will be joined by social justice and reproductive justice advocates to discuss the importance of standing up for rights of black communities and using voting as our voice. Again, that's our new show, More Than a Movement, powered by Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin this Saturday at 10 a.m. right here on the new Award-winning, the magnanimous, the stupendous, 1017 The Truth. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Before um, the break, we were talking about all sorts of things, and especially success in the black community and how we're going to move forward during this Black History Month and how we actually think about black history. You know, where does it come from? Where, how... How do we grasp its understanding? You know, pe- people get upset about black history. It's like, it's like they, they, they act like it's going to take over American history, and it's not. It's not going to take over. Believe it or not, the world's not going to end. Trust me. Famous last words. 833-212-1017 is the number. Let me see what's going on today. Do, 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 do. What's going on today in Black History Month? In 1760, Richard Allen, Bishop Richard Allen, was born on the Delaware property of Benjamin Chu. If you don't know who Richard Allen was, does anyone know who Richard Allen was? He's a minister, an educator a writer, and one of America's most active and influential black leaders. In in 1794, he founded the AME Church, the African Methodist Episcopal Church, the first independent black denomination in the United States, and opened his first AME Church in 1794 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And he's known for a lot of things. He was also a... uh, Prince Hall, Freemason, and was quite the um, quite the preacher, along with Absalom Jones, who was also a Methodist preacher. So, when we we, we talk about the the impact Black America has had on America, it's important to remember. Um, that we have been able to do great things in and for the United States of America. And if I'm not mistaken, St. Mark AME in Milwaukee is the oldest um, black church in 
the city of Milwaukee, if not the state of Wisconsin. So, you know, hats off to Richard Allen and um, do, do, do. let me see what else is going on in today. Okay, go away. Uh-huh. Carol Bryce was born today. She was a contralto singer. Wish I could sing. 833-212. I can't sing. 1017 is the number. Mr. Lee, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you, sir? Well, I am fine and dandy. Um, It's a pleasure to be speaking with you, and thank you, sir. Uh, uh, Dr. Ken Harris, uh, I, I, I have missed you guys in a long time, and um, and I noticed that I also appreciate the times that you did play one of the great uh, songs, and that was uh, Gil Scott Heron. Um, I appreciate those times that you played some of his music. But nonetheless, um, success, for me, it, it's measured in uh, microly. You know, I do, you know, I always weigh my success throughout the day uh with whether it's uh small accomplishments whether it's simply uh getting you know the 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 family where they need to go and uh getting things done i measure those in accomplishments as success in themselves um i also uh use that uh one of my emails as a matter of fact has that in it um and and also when it comes to business i look at um the daily outcomes or throughout the month as uh i measure that in a uh successful content and matter measure but um i know we're not up for any kind of debate right now but um i'm feeling that you might take it a turn there and maybe you have some questions for me well, you say success, but what is is this personal success? Like your personal success, or yes. do you apply that to other people? Yes. Yes. So, um, yes, personal success. So when I look at other people now, I don't know unless they tell me that they're uh, moving forward in a progress where they're trying to meet uh, a manner of success in some way. So I don't me- I don't tell them or measure them in a uh, in a way where I say, oh, okay, you're successful or you're not. But for me, it's personal, you know, because maybe that person that does look successful, maybe to them they're not as successful as they want to be, or maybe they haven't met that measure of success. But for myself, it's it's personal. It's throughout the day. When I wake up and I and I'm always thanking, uh, you know, God for it. So for me, it's personal. Okay. But is that something that you would say by looking at someone else, they're not successful because they don't do that? Well, okay. If they're not applying, I'm I'm not okay. I wouldn't say well if they don't do. What I'm doing, no, I'm not saying, well, no, you're not successful because you don't do what I do. But right. what I would say is that if they're applying themselves in every measure of the, uh, 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 as they put forth the effort is measured, should be measured in that way. 
you know, that effort. You know, you're not just slacking, you're you're doing. You know, you're you're getting beyond uh, uh, trying, but you're doing your exact best. And 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 for them, I would say, you know, take take that with a grain of salt and look at it as being successful for themselves. I think I, I believe that uh, if we really uh, look at ourselves, each individual, and 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 try to make our accomplishments, whether or not known, but try to accomplish your day. I, th- I think you'll have a much better day if you're if you're not just going about the day, but incrementally successfully for okay. yourselves. Okay. All right. Well, thank you much. I appreciate that. Be a much better. Hey, I appreciate it. Um, hopefully, I could uh, get back into the talk with you guys. I haven't been in a long time, and I I, I love and appreciate appreciate you, sir, for what you've been doing, what you have done and what you continue to let God allow you to do, okay? Thank you. I appreciate you. Take care, Mr. Lee. Man, thank you. 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm going to see if I can squeeze a man if he could talk fast. Bob, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. I'll try to talk fast. Uh, how are you doing, doctor? Uh, I was a school bus driver in the city of Milwaukee, and there was a kid that was on the bus that the company and the school said drop them off. It was disabled kids. And I dropped, I, I said, they told me to drop you off. They normally tell you to wait for the parents or right. whatever. Right. So I dropped, so I told him, he said, no, don't drop me off because they're going to make me join a gang and they're going to, you know, I said, well, where you want me to take you? To my grandfather's house. And they write you up or try to, write you up if you come in too late. But I right. said, I don't care. I took him to his grandfather's house. And then his grandfather, I told his grandfather, I don't know, your mother, he, why don't he have a key to the place? And then he said, yeah, my, my, I don't know what's wrong with my daughter. She won't give her a key to the place. And then he got on the bus the next day, and he said, what did you say to my grandfather? I got a key to the house. I got some shoes. And, so you said successful to the community. That's where I felt I was somewhat successful to the community. All right. All right, then. You take care, doctor. Thank you much. And so I guess, I guess Bob is right, yet I'm looking more for personal because it's easy to compare yourself. And I think we do an inordinate amount of but I guess we could talk about that after the break. We do we do a lot about working for the community, but individually, you know, I got to admit, some of us kind of raggedy. And we got to do something about that. Otherwise, you know, a bunch of individuals that are raggedy might reflect on everybody. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. 